massive cerebral hemorrhage. It also revealed a slightly fatty liver and a mild case of emphysema, neither of which surprised the son, who knew that his father from 15 on had smoked at least a package of cigarettes a day and drunk as much alcohol as he wished for nearly as long. After flying into Washington, Haynes soon learned, again with no surprise, that there were only a dozen or so persons in the capital and its metastasizing suburbs who, unless pressed, would even admit to having known the late Steadfast Haynes. Still, there was one man at the Central Intelligence Agency who remembered Steadfast Haynes with a measure of admiration, if not affection, from their days together in Laos. The aging analyst, correctly suspecting he would either be asked or ordered to go, had volunteered to sacrifice a lunch hour and attend the Arlington ceremony as the agency's unofficial observer, if not mourner. The only true mourners at the grave of Steadfast Haynes were his son, the woman who once had been an Agence France press correspondent, and Tinker Burns, the 66-year-old ex-French foreign legionnaire who had flown in from Paris on the Concorde. Holding a dove-gray Borsellino Homburg in his left hand, Tinker Burns stepped out of the rear of the hired chauffeur-driven Lincoln limousine just as the army bugler began playing taps over the grave of Steadfast Haynes. It was good of you to come, Haynes said. Burns sighed and looked at the former Agence France press correspondent, Sava Isabelle, he said. She shrugged. Sava, Tinker. Burns let his gaze wander over to the tall, thin, elderly man with the posture of a crooked stick. He gave the man a charming smile and said, Don't think we've met, friend. I'm Tinker Burns. You by any chance the official representative of a grateful government? Gilbert Undine, the man said. I knew steady in Laos. Tinker Burns smiled. Why don't the four of us take the afternoon off, Mr. Undine, and go have us a long, wet lunch somewhere on me? and hear all about you and Steady during the Vientiane follies. Thanks, Undine said, but I wouldn't much care to eat with anyone who'd want to listen to that old crap. Before Tinker Burns could respond, Haynes quickly went over to shake hands with Undine and say thank you very much for coming. Volunteered before I got sent, Undine said, bending forward to examine Haynes more closely. thing I remember best about Steady is how well he did it and how easy he made it all look. A matter of style? Or nerve? You sure look like him, or at least how I think he used to look almost twenty years ago. Undine paused, opened his mouth as if to say something else, clamped it shut instead, nodded goodbye, turned, and walked away. What kind of report you think Brother Undine will turn in? Tinker Burns asked once the analyst was out of earshot. Staring at Undine's back, Haynes said... How I alone swelled the crowd at Steady Haynes' grave by 25%. Burns chuckled and made a quick survey of the cemetery. How'd you get him to plant him here? Isabel arranged it, Haynes said. Burns looked at her. Blackmail? What else? They know it was you? Of course. Burns shook his great head in appreciation, chuckled again, and said, Well, it by God deserves a great lunch and all we can drink. Where? she asked. What about Mac's place? Tinker Burns said. The man with the courtly air and the bald head turned from the seventh floor window at 1.13 p.m. and dropped into his high-backed leather chair with a sigh just as Gilbert Undine finished the last of his egg salad sandwich.
The man in the high-backed chair was Hamilton Keyes. Steady was never in any branch of the service, you know, Keyes said. Wrong, Undine said. He was in Korea in 50 and 51, but not in the service. We talking about the same steadfast Haynes, Undine said. Keyes smiled slightly and nodded. A careerist, Keyes only recently had realized that he had gone as high as he would ever go in the agency. The realization had come not as a shock or even as a disappointment, but rather as a curious kind of relief, and he now took an almost morbid interest in the progressive atrophy of his ambition. Undine said, Well, if he wasn't in the army in Korea, what the hell was he doing there? He was a CO. Different Steady Haynes, then. Steady was with the American Friends Service Committee, Keyes said. The Quakers. He drove an ambulance.